Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 165 of the WW Bro Podcast. With me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night on Facebook as well as on Instagram. We are on Instagram Live as well. You can get the show at Comic Anthony D. But as always, the podcast is available at www.bropodcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And while you're there, please do not forget to five-star rate and review. You guys have been amazing lately with the reviews. I'm going to post them this week. I got a bunch of new reviews. Really, you guys, above and beyond amazing. The best podcast listeners out there, and I want to brag about it on social media to everybody. So definitely, please continue to five-star rate and review. Um, I got the new this new flavor of Premier Protein. It's chocolate peanut butter cup, and I mix it with my Salaway coffee. It tastes exactly like chocolate milk. So I have nothing to do with Premier Protein, but go get this flavor. And while you're getting your Salaway coffee, you can go to SalawayCoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10 to save 10%. You're going to thank me for it because it tastes exactly like chocolate milk. I, I can't get enough of this. It's my new favorite thing to do is to mix these two things together. Tomorrow night, actually tonight at midnight, which is Tuesday, Bill Bar is releasing white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. Definitely get yours at midnight. You can go to BiltBar.com, uh, use code WWBROPODCAST, and save yourself 10% off your order. I have a guest tonight, so there will be a Patreon episode. Change, though, in the Patreon episode. It will be tomorrow night, Tuesday. I'll be doing the Patreon episode because Wednesday, unfortunately, I have a week to go to. So we will do the Patreon episode tomorrow night. And to become a Patreon member, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Become a member. You'll have access to the past bonus episodes as well as all the future bonus episodes. So definitely check that out, patreon.com slash WW Bro Podcast. And if I'm talking about uh, a bonus episode, that means that I have a guest tonight, and I do. I'm very happy to welcome Miranda to the episode. Miranda, how you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm just living the dream. And you can follow Miranda on Instagram at Miranda Writes Her Life, which I, was, I never realized the double meaning of that. Very creative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My account started as, um, excuse my Midwest, uh, <laughs> I forget how many years ago because I am from the Midwest, now living in Queens. And um, But I, if I had a dollar for every time I got the joke, Miranda writes, like the Miranda writes, right? Um, and then I finally connected it to my social media and thought of a pun and ran with it. And that's been that since. I didn't even think of the Miranda writes like that. That's three now. <laughs> I thought like you write your life, like you're writing your life and then you're right. And they also... Double entendre. It's so many. Look at that. You're very creative. <laughs> Mine is just the same from when I started. This is only my Instagram. I never had like a weight loss page. It was just this. I just kept the same page. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not very creative. I'm, so I just. Put, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, comic Anthony did. So, 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 I, so I just kept it. And I just, I, I just thought all these people just like, oh, wow, they changed their Instagram pages to like weight loss pages. I didn't realize they had two. So I, I don't know. And I was like, I can't have two. So I'll just keep the one. Yeah, yeah. Actually, mine started. That's been my personal account probably since 2011, maybe 2010. Um, And it's just evolved over the years into what my primary focus is. So, you know, with my weight loss journey, that's just kind of where it um, evolved into. Yeah, that's what mine did, too, I guess, because I I know I do have comedy on it as well. But it's just whatever is, you know, in my forefront. That's that's what I put Mm -hmm. on there. And Right now, it's weight loss and, and, and the podcast and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So my comedian friends make fun of me all the time about what I post. <laughs> it's uh, So I, I sh- maybe should have done two pages, but 
I don't know. So you you mentioned you're, you're from the Midwest. You moved here to New York. Was was New York yeah. always a place you wanted to move to, or was it just like something for a job or anything like that? Um, it, I had always dreamt of living in, uh, as New Yorkers love to hear the big apple. <laughs> <laughs> I am from green Bay, Wisconsin. I was born in, um, upper Michigan and iron mountain and <clears throat> was raised in green Bay and, um, moved down to Milwaukee for graduate school. So I graduated in 2017 with my master's and I was kind of at a moment where my lease was up in my apartment. I had to decide if I was going to renew or not. Um, I had a job offer postgraduate school. I had to decide if I was going to take it or not. And I had this opportunity to come to New York. And I said, if I don't go now, I'm going to stay at this job and stay in this apartment. I'm going to be stuck. And I had always dreamt of getting out of Wisconsin, at least for a moment in my life to try something new. And so I, I told my landlord, I'm not resigning. I turned the job down and I said, well, it's either move to New York or move back to Green Bay, which wasn't happening. No, So, <laughs> so I came. Yeah. I'm always like fascinated people that, that make that move from like somewhere else to New York. Cause I've lived in New York my whole life. And yeah, like even people that want to live in the city, like I never wanted to live as I'm, I'm from Long Island. So it's a totally different uh, world. <laughs> yeah, like, is. so as me growing up, like I, I like going to the city. It's nice, but I would never want to live there. And I'm always like, I guess people that are fascinated. It draws people there. So I'm always mm-hmm. fascinated to hear people's stories about how, how they got to New York. I know a lot of my comic yeah. buddies and actor buddies, they did it because of, you know, show business, but yep. people was like, okay, I'm going to come to New York and do it, which I give you a lot of credit because I couldn't leave Long Island if my, probably if my life depended <laughs> upon it. You That's know. what I hear from most Long Islanders, honestly. You know, I, I, my last job was on Long Island in Nassau County. So I, I have quite a few friends and colleagues from that job and they all said the same. They're like, I could never even think of leaving Long Island and something about you know, it. I, the, the same goes for my friends and family back home. They all think I'm nuts. Um, especially through COVID, you know, they've pretty much begged me to move back home. And I just said, I'm, my time's not done here. You know, I, I, I know that I'm not done. I don't know what that means or what that looks like, but I'm not over being here. Um, but I agree with you on Manhattan. Manhattan's it's uh, it's a little too fast paced for my Midwestern <laughs> liking. So the borough, you know, I landed in Queens in a pretty residential area, which I'm very happy with. I have two Labradoodles. I'm right by a park. So it works out really well for us. It was a nice uh, medium ground to fall on. Well, technically, you're actually you're on Long Island. I mean, Queens is part of Long Island geographically. Um this is this is true. So I mean, <laughs> but people like it's it's when I remember like you'd tell somebody who grew up in Queens that they live in Long Island, they get mad at you. So it was like a whole yeah. thing, like you know, I'm from New York City. I'm like, what an hey. insult! Yeah, it's like an insult to be from Long Island or whatever. But yeah. no, I think like I could probably you know think about like you know if I had to live in Queens or something. Still, it scares me. Uh, believe it or not, I'm like you know some reason I think like, it's still to me like the big city. Like I, I see people like doing oh, things. Really? In, yeah. Um, <laughs> And I'm a baby like that, but, um, hey, listen, I have friends that have gone to school, graduated, married, lived all within the same five miles of their entire life. So yeah, mo- most of my friends yeah. are like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's, I guess the same thing, like back, you said back home, it's like that. So yep. I give you a lot of credit for moving to New York. So what has Thank been you. like the best part of living in New York for you? Oh man, I feel like so many things. I mean, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is accessibility and transportation, like even the, sub- the subway system. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of New Yorkers, especially New York natives, probably take advantage of or don't consider that often. Because, I mean, even the transit system in Green Bay, like the bus system, we only have a bus and it's not okay. reliable and it doesn't run a lot. Um, 
So be able knowing that I could get to literally in the tri-state area and not have to use my vehicle if I don't want is pretty amazing to me. And then the accessibility, you know, I always used the, um, like everyone was like, why do you want to move to New York? It's so expensive and dirty and there's so many people. <laughs> and I said, well, what if I want sushi at two o'clock in the morning? I'm not going to get that in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but I can get it here. Now, have I ordered sushi at two o'clock in the morning and once in the four years I've been here? No. Well, you can if you <laughs> wanted I'd to. I'd like to know that that exists. It's, it's so true. Yeah. I, I was doing a gig up in Hartford and uh, this is way before COVID. This is, you know, five, six years ago. And mm-hmm. the town literally shuts down at like eleven o'clock. It's and it's like it's a technically a city, but we yep. we were leaving um, the club and we were, me and the other comic were walking back to the hotel. And there was a pizza place. We went in and I was like, I was gonna I was get a couple pieces of pizza and I was gonna buy like mm-hmm. two two tall boys. And they're like, you have to drink that here. I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna bring it. I'm like right there at the hotel. <laughs> Right. And she's like, no, no, but you can't. You, it was even illegal to sell at a certain point and walk to, you know, walk out of the store with it. I had to drink the oh, beer. So I'm like, well, I just got like a Gatorade or something. But like, I, it's just two totally different worlds. Well, like even here on Long Island, yeah. you know, everything's open. Yep. I could get anything anytime that that you want. So I guess that is like yeah. you know a good reason sushi or anything else at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I think too. Like, you know, I am a white female, and I came from white America, truly, like in the middle of America, mm-hmm. the white of the white, um, which often gets a bad rap. But I, I like to think we're some of the best people in the country just because we're so nice and we're so kind and friendly. But coming to New York, you're exposed to so many different cultures, personalities. It's so diverse. Yeah. Um, I'm a social worker. I'm a therapist. So I just naturally love people anyway. I love knowing about people and hearing their story and learning about them. So to come and live in a city that I can, you know, be exposed to so many different types of cultural experiences was really appealing for me, too. Yeah, my mom always used to say that about like, you know, because she got into art, art history when, when she was mm-hmm. she went to college later on, like when she was in her 40s when she went back to college. But she always talk about like, you know, being able to go to the she said, tell me and my brother all the time, go to the city, look at some art. You know, there's all these <laughs> cultural things you can do. You know, you guys sit and watch the Yankee games and do all that, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, so she she did. She liked all those things about it. I could see that the draw to, to New York City with that. And I never took advantage of any. I went to the museum. I think I've been to the museum about once. Um, and it, with an ex, my one of my exes was taking like a an art class where she had to go. And I was probably the most miserable person walking through that thing. And I was like, so I was just annoying. I'm like, can we just go eat? I want to go eat. Like, we just go do something. Like, I was, Oh my gosh, I love doing all of that stuff. I'm such a nerd in that way that I I love I love just going to libraries, not even to like rent a book. <laughs> I just like to be in libraries and see different libraries I in get different it. cities and museums and one of my favorite things that I did pre-COVID in the city was um they have this it's like free foot tours or something you can google it, but they have these people who are like, I had a guy that was a tour guide on mine who was an actor, uh, like in his spare time, he was like on Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And he did these tours and they walk you all around the city in different districts, whatever you choose and teach you and talk to you about the history of that area. It's so cool. And it's free. You just tip them whatever you can afford, which oh, really? is wonderful, you know, accessibility wise for, you know, all different socioeconomic statuses. It's really, really cool. I'm looking forward to that coming back once COVID is. Uh, well, I think it's down. smart too, though. People will give more. Because like, I know some comics yeah. that would sell merch after shows 
and they would just be like, give me what you can. And I think people were like, like, well, I got to give him more now. Like, he's just like, yeah. you know, it's like kind of a mental. Yeah. So that's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. a good way to do it. Like, they're, they're like mentally thinking, oh, my God, if I don't give enough, then this guy's going to think bad about me or something. So I guess that's good, yeah. though, even if like, because then you're right. Oh, it lets anybody it. take a tour and yeah. learn about the history history of New York, which is it definitely got a, a, a huge one. Um, yeah. I mean, even out here on Long Island, there's some stuff. I like like the like the nerdy, like like. Like ghost tours and stuff like that. Like I went to say, oh my gosh, paranormal tours, ghost tours. Yeah, I couldn't take enough of those if I tried. <laughs> I took a um, a Washington Square Park like haunted tour. I did one in New Orleans when I went, which was amazing. I am paranormal through and through. That's such an interest of mine. And any yeah. city I go to, I try and learn about that. Like I went to Salem. I did the, the ghost <laughs> tours there a couple of times, yes, which is I a lot of fun. Salem too. I went with my boyfriend this last October. And um, the October prior, I went with my dad for the first time. It was well, the best. If you're going up that way again, you got to stay at the Lizzie Borden house. Um, I, I want to stay there. <laughs> I've stayed there twice. <clears throat> yeah. And the first time I stayed was in the maid's room. And it was very, very uh, scary. And I stayed in the murder room, which was not scary. So bad vibes in the maid's room. <laughs> nice vibes in the... Uh, in, in the in the murder room, believe it or not, and then the the tour guide was like, "Well, because Mrs. Borden was very welcoming, so she's welcoming." Like, I don't want to hear about her welcoming me. I want to just go to sleep. Like, I want to. I don't want any ghosts welcoming me. Right. <laughs> so, uh, living in New York, you, you move here. Um, did you start your weight loss journey before or after you moved, or was it something that you did be, uh, because you had to move to New York or anything like that? Just to, you know. I feel like I started my weight loss journey like. Uh... I couldn't even tell you middle school, maybe <laughs> like as most, you know, women do because social media and society and media suck. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I've been on a weight loss journey, if you will, for most of my life. And that's something that, you know, I look forward to in the future, kind of phasing out of my like identity and just being more in this, like, I know it's a catchy phrase, but like the intuitive eating world rather than, always fixated on what I'm eating and, and, um, and what's going into my body. But I started the majority of my successful weight loss about two years after I moved to New York. Um, I can't even remember what birthday it was before it was 2019 and I'm going to be 29 next week. So my 27th, I think that would be, I'm bad at math. So I'm going to, whatever you you say, I'm (laughs) like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, I guess fairly recent, you know, I do, um, even though I'm a therapist, I do a, a pretty terrible job at comparison. So <laughs> in my, my head, I'm like, Oh, all these people are doing such wonderful things. And it's usually in like two or two and a half years. Like I'm coming up on year three. What are you doing, Miranda? <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, as you know, it's been a really difficult year, especially in New York. Yes. And I think a majority of my friends, in the WW community or in any weight loss journey community uh, have definitely experienced weight gain and just falling off of their shit for the last year. I, I've had my struggles. <clears throat> uh, I've been very open about it. Um, mm-hmm. And it didn't happen until later on. Like I was cruising through like this whole same. And I felt like, Oh, I got this. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like everything just came to a head for me in October and November. And it's been a struggle. And it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, those, and those months they build and build and build. And I, I put some weight back on and yep. Um, but I'm we're all in the same boat and like you, I like how you mentioned about like, you know, you're comparing 
I'm on this two years and you're looking at other people. And that's one thing mm-hmm. I've, I've done to myself. I can't do because I'm coming up on mm-hmm. four years. Mm-hmm. So where I was like the first two years where I thought I'd be at this point, mm-hmm. I thought I'd be almost done at this point. And I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm about halfway where, where I want to be. Yeah. So I have two choices. I can get down on myself about it, or I could just be like, okay, I'm not, it's just going <clears> to <throat> keep going. And whatever it is that time's going to go by, like my dad always says, time's going to go by anyway. What are you going to do yeah. with it? I say that so much, especially to my clients. Um, but I've been trying to fixate and tell myself that more recently. You know, I've I've been open and honest too with you know my social media mm-hmm. and, and and people who reach out to me because they need to hear it because we're all struggling with it. But I'm you know I've probably gained like I'd say maybe twenty twenty five pounds since March of last year. And um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it seems like a lot of weight, but I'm also still down. You know, however much I'm down, so I could look at it as, yeah. oh, look at what I gained, or I could look at it as, but look at how much you still had lost. And you know, I think it's really easy to get down on yourself and easy to get stuck in that. Well, I already you know messed myself up, so I may as well just keep going. But you wouldn't wake up to one flat tire on your car and cut the other three. Yeah. So <laughs> I have to keep that mindset of like, I got to just keep pushing forward because what's the option stopping and being back where I was or more. That's what I said to myself too. Like I, I'm like, whatever I put back on, it's, I'm still down way more than I was when I first started this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do I just want to keep on going that way? Because I, I don't. And I need those reminders. Like, you know, like I had one this, this weekend, I had a great reminder. I was out doing things. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing with, with COVID, you know, comedy kind of shut down for me a little bit, a lot, not a little bit, but like, yeah. um, I, I wasn't going out of state to do shows. I wasn't really doing shows here. So it was, it was, it was much different. And I miss mm-hmm. like, I realized I haven't left Long Island, like even just to go anywhere since I went to Florida in February or I did mm-hmm. no, my last show. I think it was right. March 1st. I did a show down in Jersey. So even just that, that was the last time I left Long Island was over a year ago. So like wow. when we, we had this show last night at, at Bar Anticipation down on the Jersey Shore, and one of the comics I was going down with was like, it's one of those shows where we just drove Sunday and came back. But he was like, do you mm-hmm. want to go Saturday and just have a night away? I was like, please, yes, let's, let's do yeah. things. So I took like the Jersey tour yesterday. I went to um, where they shot, they shot Clerks, and oh, okay. then I went to the Jersey Shore house, and I, got, I took a tour there. Of course. How could you not? But yeah, but my friend didn't want. We, we were taking pictures in front of it, and this girl comes out. She goes, "Do you guys want to like take a tour? It's ten bucks." And then my friend's like, "No." I'm like, "Yes, please, absolutely." Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm like, I'll pay for you. Money. Yeah, I'm like, I'll pay for you, Dan. I just need a photographer to take pictures of me in front of the smush bed. Like that's. <laughs> I want one with the duck phone. I had one with that. I took one with the duck phone. Beautiful. The bean bags. There. The house is much smaller than you would think. Yeah. Yeah, on TV, I guess where they shot it, it was like you know more wide yeah. angles and lower angles. And yeah, stuff, yeah. But it's 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 um. There's no like there's no frills about that house. Like it's definitely yeah. like yeah, it's like a typical Jersey Shore beach house. I think you can like rent it now too, almost like an Airbnb situation. Oh, uh, they. Not, I don't think they listed on that, but like you can rent it and stay in it. They said they're gonna start doing that again. They shut it down during COVID. Yeah. Um, but usually you, you can for like a, a ridiculous amount. But they it's got crazy. The yeah. price is insane. But I guess, you know, to stay in the house that, you know, and you could do all the things. Yeah. I did it in five minutes with $10. So I was happy. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to stay <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. You're like, this is good. It's where like the, the bed that Ronnie broke is still broken. It's still this lame. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They were like, here's the famous bed that Ronnie tried to throw out the window. 
<laughs> like it's still broken. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, that's like 15 years ago. You haven't fixed the bed right. yet? Like, no, it is the broken bed. <laughs> they were showing it like, you Famous, know. Famous, we need to keep it. Yeah. And like the beds are really close together. And it's like weird because I, I said to the tour guy, I'm like, I wouldn't do like half the things they did in this bedroom right? like this close together with somebody down the hall. Like I wouldn't. Literally. It's, and it's like they were so like literally head to head. Like it was, I'm like, I couldn't, I can't believe the things they did in that place. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, so that just like that, like you know, was was fun to do and reminded me once again that like, yeah, I'm not where I want to be, mm-hmm. but I'm not where I was. Yep. Did you yeah, have Did exactly. you have like a final straw moment, or was it just like you just always continued um, with it? Yeah, kind of. So I started WW like for real. I took it seriously April 2019. So I had turn. I had my birthday in March, and then I started WW just after my birthday, and then in May. I think it was in may i had my first physical that i had had in years and um i have a couple of family members that have heart issues chronic heart issues and then um, diabetes runs pretty heavily in my family specifically my dad and grandfather and um so you know i i was 27 and freshly 27 like 26 into 27 go and get this physical and i was the the number right before pre-diabetic um and then I think my like cholesterol was off or something and I was like deficient in a bunch of shit. But the diabetic one was the, the real one that I was like, all right. Like when I had gone to that appointment, I think I was already down like 10 or 15 pounds. Okay. Um, but then having that appointment and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm still this close to pre-diabetic having lost weight. Like I need to take this seriously because I have a genetic predisposition to this and I'm so young already facing something like this. So that was kind of what um you know came into my face and made me actually do something but you know it sounds so stupid now because like you're young and you're dumb and you don't think about it but I always said like oh well I know that I have to lose weight and I know I'm overweight but you know when I actually have to worry about it then I'll worry about it and actually seeing the number on paper is what made me care which is so stupid (laughs) hindsight you know because I should have said like rather than getting to that number Let's, you know, intercept it beforehand, but, you know, lessons learned, life. Nobody, you know, nobody thinks that. Learn. Yeah, nobody <laughs> thinks that way. That's, you know, because I, well, for years I thought like, because, like, to me it was like, I could still do things. Like, I could still mm-hmm. play football and softball. I could do all these things that I did before. So it was never like, okay, I have to lose weight. And it wasn't until I got right. into my 30s and then, like, my body started breaking down. That was like, no, 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 yeah. I have to do things. Even then, I didn't, I still didn't do anything. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we think about it. and like, yeah, oh, we should have done that. But, like, until I think you see it, like, right in front of you and it becomes yep. real, then yep. you'll finally take that step. Because otherwise, we will all be where we want to be because we've just been, like, yep. thinking, like, oh, okay, no, we like to eat and we like food and we like mm-hmm. to do things. And, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of takes over. But, like, when you said you've, you kind of said before, like you always were on some kind of a journey since like middle school. Was mm-hmm. this the first time you you did WW or was like uh, you've been on and off with it for like years? I think the first time I like downloaded the app, I want to say it was maybe 2015. Okay. Um, and I dabbled with it um, after like the ending of a relationship and I was successful. I had like 10 or 15 pounds and I felt good and then like fell back into my shit. Um, and then... Yeah, I think I had it on and off from 2015 to 2019, and then 2019 is the only time I ever took it serious. Okay. And was it like something about the program that you were like, okay, I, I, this is, I think, the, the way to go? You know, I think that why it's 
such a successful program and works for so many people is such a simple concept and they just capitalized on that term of you can eat whatever you want in moderation and they really that's like the basis of their entire brand yes, they have that, um, that nothing is off limits you can eat whatever you want if you have the points right you can make it work make it work um, which is true in any diet, any, any weight loss, you know, if, if you have a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. But <clears throat> I think for them, it was just like that, you know, that marketing a dynamic behind it that really made it take off. And that's what stuck in my head. You know, I knew that to be true with other things, but yeah. for whatever reason, the way it's marketed and, and shown to you on the app, um, and kind of in your face with the point system, is what really was appealing for me and what stuck for me. Yeah. I think it's, well, yeah, me too. Like it was, I, I still think I've ever had success on, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've tried losing weight since I was a kid and yep. you know, it was always WW or weight watchers back then that, yep. that worked and it worked when I, when I did it. And again, but you know, you, you always want to, that is true. You hear that I, I could, eat anything I want in moderation mm-hmm. and it becomes a, and it becomes like, you know, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Yep. And it does. It's like, you know, cause now, especially with the marketing, they're like, eat pizza, eat cookies, mm-hmm. eat, you know, mm-hmm. ice cream. And, yep. you know, and part of it, I get it. Yes. Live your life, you know, do that stuff too. But like, I know for some of my, like myself, I can't do that yet. I have to, you know, for me, it's no, it's it has to be serious. I have to count my, yep. I still, I count calories. Because I, I can't just go and eat a cookie and be happy. If yeah. I eat one cookie, the rest of the box is going to follow. I want cookies. Yeah, I want the <laughs> I, I was just at my thing. girlfriend's house this last week, and um, you know, I had pre-checked sushi in my app. I had planned for it. I had a really good workout. And, um, and then we had wine, which I went way over the points that I allotted for myself. And then she said, oh, hey, do you want a Girl Scout cookie? And I was like, hell yeah, I want a Girl Scout cookie because I hadn't had any in years. I don't order them for that reason. And one cookie turned into like five. You know, like I am just someone that does need to be more strict on my um, my regimen. And when I'm in it, I'm in it. And, you know, I never tell myself I can't have something. I always allow myself whatever it is that I'm craving. But I need to know the caloric or uh number value associated with something in order to keep myself accountable. Because as I've seen in a year's time, I can put on 20, 25 pounds, no problem. But losing those 20, 25 pounds takes a hell of a lot longer. It sucks how Um, that works like that, right? It's It's like you can put weight out so fast, but like it takes forever to take them off. Yeah. Um, And you know what, what I like is that, you know, you got involved with with IG because it's a great community, especially I think during this pandemic, Mm -hmm. it really, that's what really helped held me accountable mm-hmm. was like seeing everybody else. Cause once again, we, you feel very alone and, and even yeah. like if there's not a pandemic going on, even if you're in a weight loss journey, you feel alone because like most times for me, I was, I was doing it. My friends weren't mm-hmm. doing it. My family mm-hmm. was, you know, wasn't doing it. So it was me and something alone. Yes. I had the support. I had the love from them. They mm-hmm. encouraged me to death, but like to have that where you could just go on your phone and then you see like a hundred people are going through the same thing you are. I yep. think that that's a big help. So did that like encourage you even more to go forward with your journey and to, to help yeah. people or hold yourself more accountable? 1000%. Yeah. You know, I think, um, a social worker therapist by nature, I always want to try and lead as positive as an example as I can for people, because I know at least in the mental health world, a lot of people come to me for comfort and support and encouragement. So 
knowing that I had that platform already and then going into this WW world and people seeking, you know, support from one another. And, you know, as I started to post and share my story, the more and more private messages I would get from people of, you know, thank you so much for sharing this. And, um, you know, this is something that I'm really struggling with. So it's helpful to hear that someone else is struggling also. So it definitely motivated me and propelled me forward. And that's why I've been, you know, um, for, forthright for forthright <laughs> with um with my weight gain too with my page and social media I don't hide anything from them because what's the point they're gonna see it in the pictures anyway and get, yeah. get called out on it anyway so I talk about that because we're all struggling with it so I think the more I've talked about it the more accountable it has made me um and then I see it that it's helping other people too which really serves the the, the therapist in me yeah, I think that's, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and it's true. People are going to, people do comment on what they see. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, that's, you know, that's the nature of the beast. That's a double-edged sword where like you, you want to help people and be accountable, but you have the trolls as well. Yep. Um, now for, for a short time, you tried, I track bites. Um, yeah. how, how was that in relation to WW and like the pros and cons there? What's, what's good about it and what's bad about it? Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, there are not many cons. Um, I think that the app itself operates very similarly to WW. Um, almost all of the products that exist within the WW app exist within iTrackBytes. Okay. I think for me, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the social media presence. I don't know if it was having so many other people that I knew of like social media supports that were still using WW or had used WW that just drew me back to it. Cause I did take a break for three or four months from it, you know, for, um, their, their reasons that they had stuff happening last fall. Yeah. But, um, as many people did, but you know, I tried, I tracked bites. Um, I thought it was a really wonderful tool and I think it's great, especially for people who might be struggling financially um, because it is accessible and free. I think it's free if you just want to use the app. And then if you want like the pro version, you have to pay for it, which is still significantly cheaper yes. than WW. Um, but I think just, you know, I'd say maybe if anything, you know, the, uh, the seamlessness of the WW app is probably a little bit higher than iTrack Bytes. Um, the just ease of access and finding things might be a little bit easier, um, but other than that, they're very similar. So I, you know, do recommend if, if someone's been wanting to try WW and can't necessarily afford it or wants to try something else first, uh, for whatever reason, I think I track bikes is a, an excellent, um, alternative to that. Yeah. I've, I've heard great things about it and I like how they introduce uh, calories into the mix too, because I, I've yep. been saying it on here, um, <clears throat> as much as I love WW and I praise them, I also will say what I think is wrong with yep. their, with their, what I think they can improve on or what I, what I feel is mm-hmm. wrong. And one thing I feel is that calories don't count enough. And yeah. um, I understand it goes into the point structure of it, but then mm-hmm. you have like, if you eat, like if you're on, like I'm on purple. So if I eat chicken, eggs, you know, this kind of stuff, it's all zero, but it's yeah. not zero calories. And that's what I think people lose sight of. Yeah. And that's what I liked when I saw I track bites. And I, I, I downloaded the app just to go through it a little bit, just mm-hmm. to, to see what it was. Um, and I liked a lot of what it was doing, but you were right with that seamlessness of the app. Like the WW app just yeah. is like, they get it. It's smooth. It's, it's, yeah, it's, and, yeah. but they've had, you know, 
a, a million years to work on it. And that's who knows, maybe exactly. one day I track bites will be, <clears throat> be that it'll be something else, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a good alternative. And, you know, cause I double track, I use my fitness pal and I use WW. Okay. Um, cause I do keep track. I was track. doing that for a while too. Um, I forget what app I was using for macros. Macros. Yeah. I keep track of my macros as well. Um, lose it. That's what I was lose using. It? Um, yeah. And I was doing that for a few weeks. I was trying just to see like the difference between WW and lose it. And I don't know, like I've never used anything that has been as successful as WW. I track bites is probably the closest I've gotten to it. And so you you said you made the decision to come back. It was kind of drawing you in and everything. And, um, like everybody, like a lot of people left WW, um, in the fall, their personal reasons and whatnot. Did you have kind of like a conflict with that coming back or were you like, no, yep. this is for me and I need to take care of myself first? I 1000% had a conflict with that. Um, you know, I am someone, I, I'm a brash individual. I'm assertive. Um, I'm an Aries. <laughs> um, and I just don't let my opinions uh, stay within myself. So, you know, WW had approached me before everything that happened with their business, um, like late summer, early fall about a possibility of, um, I think they call it ambassadorship or partner or whatever it's called. Um, and like interviewed for it and like possible like promotion of their marketing and everything. And it ended up falling, falling through. And then this happened like a month later, um, with their, you know, stuff that had happened. So I, took a break from it. I let it be known. You know, I talked about it in my stories on how kind of appalled I was with their behavior, um, how, how many people and friends that I had in the community and people of color and um, that I just, you know, I couldn't stand by a company that acted that way. So I said my piece, parted ways, and then I really fell off my shit for like a three or four months. And I was really struggling, gaining weight, um, not really finding peace or balance in any other thing that I used. And I talked to a couple of my friends um, and specifically some of my friends of color that were prior WW users about my feelings about possibly returning to it. Mm-hmm. And they said the same. They said, ultimately, you know what? You have to do what works for you. Um, and that's that's what you have to focus on. So <clears throat> when I came back to it, I found a good balance of I told people that I was using it. I wasn't hiding it that I was using it, but I also told them that I am no longer going to be promoting or uh, encouraging people to use it as I had been, you know, including the link in my bio, tagging them in anything. Um, I'm just not going to give them that free marketing and advertisement and spread the word about them as much as I had. But if someone asks me, what are you using? I'm honest about it. Well, yeah, that's always, I, you know, I find very commendable. Like, you know, I follow you. I've been following you probably since you, join WW. Um, and like you, you speak your mind. That's one of the things I like mm-hmm. about following you and your page. Like I, I, I like realness. I'm, I'm a real person. Yeah. I, I speak my mind. I like people who speak their mind and whatever somebody believes politically, put that aside. But like, yeah, you have to respect people's viewpoints and beliefs in, in anything, uh, whether yeah. even if it's not the way you think. And, you know, like you said, you didn't like what the company was doing. I spoke, I've spoken out about what things I don't like what the company's doing. Mm-hmm. And you gave up, you know, a uh, potential ambassadorship and, and think about things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, now that you come back to it, you can say to yourself, no, it's on my terms. Right. I, I didn't, you know, just kowtow and do what they wanted me to do. And I'm mm-hmm. coming back to it now because this is the best option for myself to live a healthier life. 
And I think anybody, no matter what side of the fence they're on, can respect that and understand that. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, you did and what was best for you. <clears throat> just the same as, you know, I know you and I were talking um, about when I had made the decision to mm-hmm. travel, you know, to go back home. Um, and I had talked about it on my story and I had so many people message me and say, you know what, you need to do what's right for you. Um, same thing with this, you know, I had such a positive response, um, from many, many people, you know, um, people of color, um, people of majority. And, you know, it just felt good to know that ultimately at the end of the day, the people who are there for you on your account and are going to be a support are going to be a support no matter what, unless you wild out and do some crazy shit, (laughs) they're (laughs) going to be there to ride for you, you know? Um, and you just have to be true and authentic to yourself. And in that authenticity and genuineness, uh, that's where people really find a true following and a true support system because they see realness, like you said. I reached out to a bunch of people who left um, at WR at the time. I just know that, listen, I'm not leaving. I'm still, you know, I still find your journey motivating. And I, I just because you are using a different program doesn't mean I don't care about, I'm, I'm invested. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we're all invested no matter what it is. Like, I, yep. like some of my best friends in the weight loss community don't do WW. They have weight loss surgery. They do keto. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like my, my buddy, John Arpino and, and Gormy, like those are my, some of my two best friends in the weight loss community. And they, they don't do WW. They don't like mm-hmm. WW. You know, some like John's very anti WW. Talks, you know, on his podcast against it. He had me on um, a roundtable, and you know, we, we debated it and everything. So, like, I, I I'm not here because somebody's on a certain program. I'm here because yeah. I, I believe I I believe that people should you know get healthy and and take care of themselves because yep. whatever it takes not to be where you were. And I just I felt to, I I reached out to a couple of people and let them know. That, you know, just because you're not doing WW doesn't mean I'm going to turn my back on you. Because to me, that would be hypocritical and, you know, yep. not what I, you know, what I stand for and what this podcast mm-hmm. is about, too. Like, you know, it's called the WW Bro Podcast. But from day one, I said it's a weight loss journey podcast. And it's mm-hmm. about anybody who is doing anything. So I give you a lot of right. credit for, you know, sticking to your beliefs and then, you know, coming back to it because it's what you wanted. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I've, I've tried, you know, above all else to just be open and honest, um, with everyone from my journey from the very beginning, from my being divorced at 25 to my going through my breakup last year to, you know, being in a, a new and positive relationship mm-hmm. and having weight gain from new relationship weight gain. Cause that happens and everything in between, you know, it's cause it doesn't do any good to not genuine yeah. and authentic well, it's funny how the relationships do that on both sides it's, it's yeah, that right. when they're good you gain weight when they're bad they gain weight it's yeah. like either one I've, I've i believe me i've dealt with on both ends yeah. um but yeah you seem very happy in the relationship you're in now and that um that's another positive thing that you have going for you which is nice and you know i, I see the other end of it too with people like you know when they're not in something good mm-hmm. so i think it's easier if you find somebody that you're in a good place with that yeah have you know all relationships are going to be that you in the beginning, you're going to gain weight. It's just, I think it's just yeah. inevitable because you're going on more dates. You're going out. Happy, you're going out to dinner. Let's get sushi. Let's, yeah. yeah. Let's get this. <laughs> let's do that. It's, it's fun. Um, and then, but like that person is going to be supportive of you when you want to then buckle yep. down and get serious again. Um, yeah. And he's been great because you know, he had, um, he had VSG, I think surgery, like, three or four years ago I just, now. See, you shared pictures. It's an amazing yeah. transformation. It doesn't even look crazy, like the same crazy. guy. Yeah. I know he's lost like 250 pounds. Amazing. amazing. But, um, 
he, you know, he can't eat as much, um, definitely can't eat as much as me and can't eat as much as most people. So, you know, pretty much whatever I make, he eats, <laughs> It's not, unless it's like <laughs> shrimp, he doesn't like raw, like, uh, like in spring roll, like yeah. it's not fried shrimp. But other than that, I mean, he literally eats whatever. So I can pretty strictly follow my WW diet and, um, you know, meal prepping and planning and meal ideas and stuff. And he'll eat anything and everything. And in small portions too, you know, he's, if I'm not like triggered by like, Oh, well he's having another <laughs> serving. So I can't like, he can barely have one. So, you know, it really helps, um, in that, you know, having a partner that's supportive and encouraging, he was encouraging with my leaving WW and trying other things. He was encouraging with my going back. Mm-hmm. So that's been really important. And, um, and on the fitness side of things too, you know, he always encourages me to, to do things, to work out, you know, if I want to get a piece of cake, he's like, but do you really need that <laughs> in a good way? You well, know? he gets it's it. He gets, helpful. he gets the struggle, which, you know, yep. it, that's the thing too. Like if there's, you guess there's ways of saying it and there's ways of yep. like, you know, people meaning it. Like yep. I could tell when I'm being watched by people yep. and they're like, can you eat that? Like, you know, can you eat that? I'm like, yeah, I can eat whatever yeah. I want to eat. Like, yep. you know, but then there's people like maybe, you know, just maybe you don't want that. Like, and they say it, yep. it's, but you could tell that they're, that they're rooting you on instead of like, you know, yeah. waiting for you to fail. Yeah, exactly. And he knows too, I'm like my biggest critic when it comes to eating and eating bad food. And I, you know, struggle with binging now and then. And so he, he phrases it in such a way. He's like, you know, you're going to be pissed off at yourself mm-hmm. if you don't stop. <laughs> and he, he kind of reminds me of the feelings that I'm not thinking about as I'm eating, whatever it is that I'm eating, um, which is really helpful because I, you know, can't get that, part of my brain to think that way at least not yet so that's uh, the hardest that's the that's the hardest part of it like you mm-hmm. know um turning that off i mean i guess even as you know you said you're a therapist so like you know you know how people struggle with not just well, food yep. with, with anything that you can't turn that off mm-hmm. so does, does that help mm-hmm. you being a therapist as far as your weight loss journey like kind of maybe like talking to yourself and like you know getting yourself to understand more things or is it like <sighs> Actually worse. You know, I would love to say it. Does, <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, I think in some capacities, if I'm really focusing and putting my 110% into this journey, which, you know, right now, I personally feel like I'm slacking. But, you know, when I am in that mindset, I do do a better job of like, checking in with my emotions mm-hmm. and not associating eating with how I'm feeling and doing something like taking my dogs for a walk or going to the gym or something else um, instead of eating something. Um, but I'd say within the last six months, and it could be a little bit due to like the season and, and just it being dark and cold um, that I just like hear that voice and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not listening to that voice no, I get at all. It. Yeah, um, I, but sometimes, you know, my skills as a clinician do come into play, uh, just not as often, perhaps, as I would want them to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have, I have the same the same voices. Like, you know, for me, it was always when I was leaving uh, a show and it would mm. be like, OK, pull into here and pull into there. Like, yep. you know, and it's still it's still like, you know, even though I'm not doing comedy as much. Um, when I leave a show, the, the first thing in my head is like, where am I going to go eat? Yeah. And it, that never leaves. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. and the crazy thing was we used to eat at the comedy club. Well, first I'd eat before I go to the club, I'd eat at the club and then I eat at the club. So you're eating three meals. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I was just eating like a picking. I was eating full, full yeah. meals. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it ended up affecting my comedy, like, you know, not being able to breathe on stage and not, um, yeah. 
being able to even just stay. I couldn't stand on stage. I had to sit on a stool and perform. That's where it got to that point. It was like, you know, um, just not being able to hold my, you know, keep my breath that I had to sit. And even then I was mm-hmm. huffing and puffing. Like I, I have a mm-hmm. clip I watch, you know, from a show a few years ago. And I'm just like, it's like I'm gasping for air. Mm-hmm. And then this weekend I went on stage and did 25 minutes and it, it went by like nothing. Like I didn't even mm-hmm. feel it. Like mm-hmm. it was one of those sets where, you know, I used to back in the day was like kept on watching, you know, my legs would start hurting, my back would start hurting. And I'd be like, oh my God, what, what am I going to yep. do? And then, you know, like you said, like, you know, you want to do the right thing, but I would just leave and, and go eat afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's a, that. Sometimes that voice is, it's just so powerful. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you feel like you do so much internal work and, you know, for myself, like journaling, meditation, talking to my supports. And yet that still finds its way in. And it's like, what in the hell do I have to do to get rid of this? And, you know, I think part of it for me has just been acceptance that, I'm someone that struggles with food and I have a poor relationship with food and that voice is probably going to be there for the rest of my life. Yeah. I just can find a way to best cope with it. And, you know, 80% of the time I have a good handle on it and, you know, sometimes I don't. Um, but you know, I think the acceptance piece that like, Hey, this is me, this is what I struggle with. Um, just the same thing, same way as other people may struggle with perfectionism or, you know, other, um, traits that they may not be, uh, that might not be in their best interest, but they find a way to cope and move forward in their life. Yeah. I mean, that's, the, that's, that's the main thing is like, I do the same thing. Like I said, I realized that voice is always going to be there and like, you know, mm-hmm. how, how do I cope with this? And it just, mm-hmm. for me, it's like looking at the actual issue <clears throat> and dealing with that issue. I guess, you know, as a therapist, you can kind of like understand that, like, you know, it's yep. you know, for me, it's it's emotional. I'm an emotional leader, and mm-hmm. there are certain Same. times of the year that will trigger that more than others. Mm-hmm. And like that voice makes a lot of sense during that time. Mm-hmm. And yep, when I find that I'm successful during that time of not giving in, is that I deal with the emotion, no matter how painful, no matter how hard that is. And yeah. this year, I didn't do that. I mean, I'll I'll be the first to admit, mm-hmm. like when that started coming around again. Nope, I, I didn't do it, and I gave in to mm-hmm. the voices and. Me and the voices and food had a nice little party and we, we enjoyed mm-hmm. ourselves for a little bit and, yeah, you know, but then you get, you kick yourself and you, I'm, I'm mad about it and, you know, how do you get back to it? And you yeah. can't, like you said, you can't lose that weight as fast mm-hmm. as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like a, you know, <clears throat> this might be my therapist brain talking, but it's almost like an abusive cycle. This yeah. voice that we have with ourselves and that, that cyclical pattern that we go through. And that's the same way that abuse happens um, in like domestic violence relationships even. Yeah. Um, and it really all comes down to, like you said, emotion and and acceptance that the emotion exists, facing it, finding ways to cope with it, addressing it. You know, it's not going to be perfect 100% of the time. But if you can work on, you know, a, like I said, 80% of the time balance, you know, you're going to have a healthier, happier life. Yeah. And like, I've talked to a lot of like, you know, I've had a lot of guys on recently and they were talking more about mental health issues um, with, you know, and it's, it's, I guess it's, I guess it's just this year that like people just really like, they mm-hmm. don't care. They're going to be more open about it because like, especially for men, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's that stereotype, you, you know, the John Wayne type, mm-hmm. you know, the strong silent type, you hold it in. Mm-hmm. But we, we, I had some guys on this year and they just, they talked about it and they were, it's, they got it in the Beautiful. open and they feel better about it. And, you I know, love that. yeah. And I, for myself, it, it helped me. Cause I, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. 
I get anxiety, but I don't deal with it on a regular basis. To me, it comes to a head, mm. and then I get an anxiety mm. attack. And I think I'm having a heart attack. I call the ambulance, and mm-hmm. I'm fine. Like it's just like it happened at work um, in February. I was sitting at my desk, yep. and things just came to a head, and I thought I was having a heart attack. And the guy is taking my vitals, and he goes, "Your blood pressure is better than mine," and I'm not having a panic attack. <laughs> like he's like, "You're okay." Yeah. It's yeah, but you know, it's because anxiety I, is amazing like that. Oh you my know, God. It, it, I'm. <laughs> Yes, I'm a, you know, I have my MSW and I'm a social worker, I'm a therapist, but my specialty is in anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and the private practice that I, you know, work for is an anxiety specialist practice. And um, it, anxiety, I think the reason why I love working with it so much is that it's one of the only mental health diagnoses that presents itself in such a physical manner. And when you begin to treat the anxiety, you can physically see it dissipate. Yeah. and improve and I think that's what just drew me to it because I can see my my clients changing um rather than you know with something like bipolar or you know depression it's a little bit more difficult to differentiate um but yeah I mean the male stigma mental health in and of itself stigma and then male on top of it is so heavy and so protective so secretive and I think that, you know, if anything, I, I always said this to all of the people that I work with, everything that happens in our life is happening for us, not to us. And I think this last year in this pandemic and through this uh, COVID experience, I think even all of the sadness, loss, grief, death that we've had, mm-hmm. this happened for us, not to us. This happened for us to recognize and prioritize the health and wellness of human beings, uh, work-life balance, of mental health, of what should really be our priority, um, and really cause the entire world to shift their focus. And so many companies and businesses have begun to adopt that moving forward for their employees. So I'm so happy to hear you, you know, share about, male friends who are talking about their mental health now because it's the norm and it should be discussed and it should be talked about because every single person may struggle with a mental health disorder at some point in their life. Um, and should, you know, male, female should be able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think so. I mean, cause it's, you know, forget about male or female. If someone's having an issue, they're having an issue. I mean, it, it doesn't matter, yep. you know, what gender you are. It's, it's still, mm-hmm. it's real. It's, 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 a, it's an issue that should be talked about, but like, you know, it's a thing, you know, guys, they, they want to be macho. They, you know, they think that they're less mm-hmm. of a man if they, they have these problems. And mm-hmm. I guess maybe as I get older, I don't care anymore. Like I, yeah. it's, you know, I'm in my forties now. So like I, I, being macho and being a manly man has gone out the window a long time ago for me. I, I don't so care anymore. Ago. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm, <laughs> Don't even care anymore. Like I, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I've had nine hundred two and O poster over my television. I watch Grey's Anatomy every night. Like yeah. I, I don't care anymore. I like to cry yeah. before I go to bed. Like it's just you know it's, it's... and own that you know. What? Oh, I do. Yeah, absolutely. It's. I was um when I was in graduate school, I was clinically trained by um my uh, supervisor Jeff Neroni. He was um, a psychotherapist in the program that I was in, and. He his passion project was male mental health Mm -hmm. and the stigma around male mental health. And so from the very beginning of my graduate education, I was immersed within, you know, what it means for a male to express their mental health and their struggles and talk about it. And he has um, this whole group on male mental health and, and this focus where he was going into prisons in Wisconsin and, 
you know, bringing men's groups together and just really allowing a safe space to emotionally express themselves. And he's doing beautiful, wonderful work over there. Um, but you know, every time I get a male patient, I'm so excited because I, you know, seeing people in my office who are in their forties, fifties, sixties, who never in their life could imagine talking about these things breaking down in front of me in my office. Like it's, it feels like a victory. It feels like a win. Um, even though it might be painful for them at the moment, but it's, it's, transformative it's gonna lead to good things i mean that's you know yeah. and i you know it's crazy like you know you, you keep thinking about the, the year we've had and you know i think that's in a way i think maybe that's one of the good things that is gonna come out of this is that mm-hmm. people just don't care like you know they went through hell and back like right. okay sitting talking to somebody and getting through this is is not the worst thing that could happen we've been through you know the worst thing that could happen we, you know whether you know you know, people lost their businesses, their their homes, they're losing jobs, mm-hmm. family members, mm-hmm. you know, even them sick themselves. Right. So like to sit down to, uh, you know, in front of a professional and tell them what's going on. One, it's a relief yeah. because like, you know, you feel like you've been locked away for, for a year. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, after you're done, yeah, you might feel a little embarrassed or, you know, not comfortable at the moment. But once it's done, I, I got to imagine it feels like, you know, a million times better as a load off your chest, right? It's Oh, yeah. I can sometimes visibly see the weight coming off of people. It's pretty amazing. Well, that's happened to me when I was having the, you know, they, they came in, I started telling the paramedics what was like on my mind. And as I'm saying mm-hmm. it, I felt my, just the, the, the weight coming off my chest. Like, you know, I felt like cause my yep. chest was tight. It was, it was loosening up. And then mm-hmm. my breathing calmed down. My heart rate went down. Like, this is like, you know, I was going through it and I yeah. pinpointed the reason why, why it happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, the first time I actually ended up in the emergency room, uh, this was about two or three years ago. Um, I thought I was having a heart attack and I had my dad drive me to the hospital. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you ever wanted to feel like, you know, a pretty girl going to the front of the line at a nightclub, be a, be a fat guy uh, close to 40 with chest pains, they wheel you right in. It's like you get the, they pull the velvet rope Red back. They didn't even check me in. They're like, just like, can you walk? I was like, yes. Like, Come with me then. And like, they just put me like they were having the back. They put me in the bed. They yeah. were checking me in as they're putting the, 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 the checking my vitals. So yeah. yeah, it's, um, but then again, same thing. I started talking about what was bothering me and then I was fine. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, you, you, you want to, th- and almost like you want to think that there is you know, in a weird way. I was hoping there was something. There was a medical. Yeah. I, I didn't can't, want, Anthony, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've heard that from people. <laughs> You know, with anxiety having been my focus for the last three years, um, everything you just said is so textbook, uh, textbook anxiety. But yeah, I mean, people with anxiety, especially to that level where you're experiencing panic attacks, you would rather just have a medical uh, Mm -hmm. reason for why you're feeling that way. And um, it's disappointing when you hear it's anxiety. Um, You know, and you said earlier, you know, you feel as though um, anxiety isn't really a day to day thing for you. It's something that comes to a head. I would bet more than not that it's probably a day-to-day thing probably. for you it might just be something that you're not paying attention to like most things um, in my life i don't pay attention to it until it's a problem yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> yep, yep. yeah so yeah you just describe you know, me one sentence my piece of advice i'll i'll leave you with is to just you know get in touch with yourself more as i do too you know i struggle with anxiety and depression and i've been open about it before too i've gone to treatment myself i've mm-hmm. had a therapist in the past um and just the more that you're touching base with yourself before having a full blown, you know, crisis situation, the better you're going to feel. I, yeah, I mean, I've already, I've, not that I, I 
don't like I say meditate, but like I every every night now I've been doing this challenge. Um, it's kind of like seventy five hard, but I don't. It's not as hard. I do like you know I call it seventy five on where I, you know, still have to every night read ten pages of nonfiction and something about I hate okay. reading, but something about doing those ten pages where it kind of just shuts my mind off and I kind of like reflect on the day afterwards and it does like mm-hmm. calm me down a little bit. So yeah, it's I'm not letting I'm trying not to let things get like you know where they were before and just trying to like, you know, maybe like see coming two steps ahead that I could deal with it a little better. And I have been, and it's it's been, it's been better, but I also notice when I'm taking care of myself, it also does um, wonders for me as well. Like all it just, just, you know, one hand washes the other with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I noticed on Mm -hmm. your Instagram account and you go, if you go on there, it just says wellness journey, which I, I, I love because I, I say the same thing. Like people like you're on a diet. I'm like, no, I'm on a wellness journey. I'm, I'm taking care. I'm mm-hmm. here to take care of myself. I don't yep. call it a diet because a, a diet's something you <clears throat> stop. Um, I never want to stop yeah. taking care of myself. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I focus, you know, it might be the, I feel like I've said therapist 80 billion times <laughs> on this podcast, but it might be the therapist in me, but, um, you know, so much of the focus of this journey for me was my mental health and what I struggle with. Um, with anxiety and with depression and how that influences my emotional eating, my binging, um, just how I cope with food. So, you know, I never want to stop paying attention to that. I never want to stop thinking about those things because the moment I do, I'll be back where I was or worse. Absolutely. Who wants to go back there? It's really important for me to focus on all of that. Absolutely. I really had a great time talking to you tonight. I really appreciate you doing the podcast. This hour went by really fast. Yeah, um, so hopefully in the future we can we definitely have you on again. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed this I'm conversation. Um, before yeah. we leave, anything you want to plug? Anything? Um, I do want to shout out my uh, fitness studio that I've been going to for two sure. years now. Um, they're fantastic people. Um, Spin FH. You can find them in Forest Hills. Um, they are currently still locked down because they're considered indoor fitness class. But um, they have uh, spin bikes for rent. They have online classes that you can take um, with their Instagram if you have a bike at home. Um, They also have boot camps. um, And then they have personal trainers. And that's the second thing I wanted to mention. Um, I just started with my personal trainer. She's fantastic. Her name is Christina. And she's through Spin FH. Um, and she is just a little ball full of energy. She's younger than I am, but she kicks my ass <laughs> and pushes me and has more motivation and energy than I have ever felt. Um, and that's really, really helped me get back on my shit in these last couple of weeks to just be with someone who is going to push me harder than I would on my own working out at the gym. Um, so, you know, check out spin FH there on Instagram um, and Christina, I think is following them too. I've tagged her in a lot of my stuff on my stories and stuff. Um, uh, but you can follow the style fit NYC, I think is her like manager who she's, um, a mentor under, um, or her mentor rather. Um, but other than that, I think that's, that's really all that's really, that's been happening in my life. Recently. And you can, you can find Miranda at Miranda <laughs> writes her life on Instagram. Definitely give Miranda a follow. It's definitely, very motivational and uplifting uh, page. I've, I definitely, you know, always never see anything that, you know, doesn't motivate me. You know, you're always, you, you're working out, you're living your life, you, you do, you're doing the whole thing. And um, congratulations on your journey and uh, nothing but good things to you in the future. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast tonight. And thank you to everybody who joined us on Instagram and Facebook. This has been episode 
165 of the WW Bro Podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico. Coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. on Instagram and Facebook. But as always, the podcast is available at www.bropodcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And while you're there, five-star rate and review. I love reading them and sharing them. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. You can check him out on iTunes. And while you're there, his new band, Demon Scar, is releasing material every month. You can get it on iTunes or at demonscar.bandcamp.com. Long Island, only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese. It is the best sandwich out there. Uh, not just because it's named after me, because it really is that good. Once again, we'll have a Patreon episode. It won't be Wednesday. It'll be tomorrow night, so Tuesday if you're listening to it. If you're listening to the episode on Wednesday, it happened already. But it's okay. You can go to patreon.com slash Podcast, Become a member and get access to the show. Once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us tonight on Instagram and Facebook and everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 165. Have a good day. Thank you.